This is a Willits Point Shea Stadium bound 7 express train. The next and last stop is Willits Point Shea Stadium. Yes, welcome to the Subway to Shea podcast episode number two. Anthony Rivera along with you for the next 10 to 15 minutes. It's going to be a shorter podcast today. You can follow me on Twitter at Subway to Shea and you can listen to the show on anchor.fm. In the future, we're hoping to get on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify as well. But for right now, if you want to listen to the show, Anchor.fm is the way to go. Now, this show was originally going to be our hot stove episode. We were going to talk about free agency. We were going to talk about trades. We were going to talk about the front office. How many times do you hear shows talking about the front office in baseball? Well, we were going to do that today. But things have changed. And today... We are going to be talking about the suspension of one Robinson Cano. Don't you know, Robbie Cano got suspended for the entire 2021 season following his second positive PED test. The PED he took was Stanizolol, if I said that correctly. This is his second positive test, which is why he's suspended for the entire season. The first positive test came in 2018, right before he got traded to the Mets. He was a member of the Seattle Mariners at the time. He was suspended 80 games. And then the infamous trade happened. Brody Van Wagenen, in his first move as general manager, traded for Robbie Cano and Edwin Diaz. And he traded outfielders Jay Bruce, reliever Anthony Schwarzak, right-hander Gershon Batista, and it's really hard for me to say this, but highly touted prospects Jared Kalenic and Justin Dunn. It still hurts to this day. But I digress. Let's take a look at the 2019 and 2020 stats for Robinson Cano. When he first came to the Mets in 2019, he batted 256 with 10 home runs and 39 RBIs in an injury-laden season where he was cut to only 107 games. Then 2020 happens. Short season, abbreviated season, batted 316, 10 home runs, and 30 RBIs. It was a comeback season for him. But how are we to believe that he was even clean during this now? How am I to believe that he played this well Clean. I don't. I don't believe it. And I'm very upset. I'm very angry that players like Jeff McNeil got time taken away from him. Players like Andres Jimenez, Ahmed Rosario, and even Luis Guillorme, who played very well last year. And they all had to take a back seat because... You know, Robinson Cano had to play. He's a star. 
Got to keep him in the lineup. Got to keep the bat in the lineup. And he played well. But now it's tainted. Because we don't know if he was on steroids. And he had to be. He had to have been on the PEDs. Very disappointed in Robinson Cano. Very disappointed. He was on track to make it to the Hall of Fame, but that is completely out the window. He is not getting into the Hall of Fame. You can stamp that, guarantee it, Dunzo, Robbie Cano. His Mets career, also probably over. He's 38 right now, under contract till 2023. And he's set to earn $24 million in 2023 and 2024. That's $40 million for the Mets to pay because Seattle's picking up seven and a half of that. Disappointed. Let me read for you what Sandy Alderson said following this revelation that came out on Robinson Cano. Sandy goes, we were extremely disappointed to be informed about Robinson's suspension for violating Major League Baseball's joint drug prevention and treatment program. The violation is very unfortunate for him, the organization, our fans, and the sport. The Mets fully support MLB's efforts toward eliminating performance-enhancing substances from the game. You know, there's no love loss there for Cano especially since he was traded for one of Sandy's prospects. But, Mets fans, don't be too disappointed. Don't be too angry because there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And that includes Robbie Cano's $24 million salary this season because the Mets get to keep it. He has to forfeit it after being suspended for the second time around. And guess what? We'll take it. More money for the Mets, more money for Cohen, more money this offseason to make some big moves. And the Mets are going to make some big moves, that's for sure. Changes are going to be happening on this roster this season. Now think about it. Already, in the month from the end of the World Series to now, the Will Ponds are gone. The richest owner in baseball, Steve Cohen, owns the New York Mets. Sandy Alderson returns and is now team president. Robinson Cano gets suspended, making there be big changes to this roster, positive changes to this roster, and we keep $24 million. This is all before the Mets have made any free agent moves or any trades. So it's not all that bad. It's not all that bad. Changes to the roster are coming. First change. Second base is open. Which means finally we can get Jeff McNeil in second base. We need him there. That's his primary position. That's where he's good at. Keep him at second base. No more moving around. No more third base. No more left field. Second base is McNeil's. Period. With him out of the outfield, Brandon Nimmo can now shift to left field. Now, I know there are people who are not huge fans of Brandon Nimmo, but I don't want to give up on him just yet. I like his hustle. 
I like that he comes every day ready to run, ready to play. He plays hard, and he's still very young, and I still want him in the outfield. I don't want him in center field, but I'll keep him in left field. And that's where he'll play. Left field, Nimmo. Right field, Michael Conforto. And center field, maybe a player from the Houston Astros named George Springer. But we'll wait. We'll wait to see what they do. Now, J.D. Davis is your primary third baseman. Whether you want him to be or not, maybe he gets traded for Cleveland's Francisco Lindor. Maybe he's a part of that trade. Maybe Nimmo's a part of that trade. We don't know what they're going to do just yet. But a lot of options have been freed open with Cano going to the wayside. Also, we don't know what's going to happen with the DH. And can Rob Manfred get this situation taken care of already? How are teams supposed to put together their rosters, especially in the National League, without knowing if there's going to be a DH or not? That was a big part of our team last year. Because Pete Alonso and Dom Smith could switch off first base. J.D. Davis could be the DH. Cano was the DH for a little bit. Giving more playing time to Jeff McNeil. Giving more playing time to uh, Luis Guillorme and Andres Jimenez. And that's something we need to know. Let us know. Let us know if we're going to be able to have the DH again. I definitely want to see the DH return to the National League. I'm done with seeing pitchers hit. I know there is a lot of people who love the classic style of just having the pitcher hit in the National League. I just don't care for it anymore. I don't care for all the different changes during the games because you have the pitcher and the pinch hitter with the DH that goes by the wayside. And we don't have to trade a guy like Dom Smith. I don't want to trade him. I think he's great for the team. He was our best player besides Michael Conforto. And he got plenty of votes. Where did he finish? 13th, 10th, 13th uh, in the MVP voting? He had a stellar season. And I want his bat in the lineup. I want Alonzo's bat in the lineup. I want McNeil's bat in the lineup. Every day. Every day. Man, I can't wait to see what the Mets do this offseason. But now everything's open. They could at least, at the very least, sign two big free agents. We all knew they were going to sign one. Some people thought they were only going to sign one. And possibly two. Now two is definitely on the table. Three may be a stretch, but two is definitely on the table. Don't be surprised. Bauer, Real Muto, Springer, Ozuna. And now, DJ LeMayhew's in play. If they wanted to shore up the infield. Man, this is going to be a great offseason. I'm ready for this offseason so much. I can't wait to see what the Mets do. Obviously, first, they need a president of uh, baseball operations. They'll need a GM. But this offseason seems to be playing slow. 
especially with a lot of teams not knowing what they're going to do with their rosters, not having the money, losing money because of what happened last season. Guess who doesn't lose any money? Steve Cohen. And we're going to see just what Steve Cohen is up to shortly. What Sandy Alderson has in store for the Mets shortly. Man, I'm excited. Are you excited? You got to be excited. You got to be excited for what the Mets are going to do this offseason. So that obviously will be the next episode of Subway to Shea, the hot stove episode. I'm going to tell you my thoughts and my opinions on the Mets needs. And I want to hear from you as well. Give me your input. Give me your input and what you think the Mets need this offseason, whether it's on Twitter and you can actually leave me a message on anchor.fm. If you go on my page, you click message, you can leave me a message. Tell me what you think. Tell me who you want to see the Mets bring in. I'm interested to know everyone's opinions and everyone's thoughts on the Mets offseason. I'm going to give you mine on the next episode. And I'm also going to dive a little deeper into who could be in the Mets front office. I'm kind of actually hoping that we already know by the next episode who is the president of baseball operations and who's the GM or vice versa. Or maybe they just get one. But that will be the next episode of the Subway to Shea podcast. I'm going to sign off here. Thanks for listening. You can follow me on Twitter at Subway to Shea. Well, you can follow the podcast on Twitter at Subway to Shea. I keep saying follow me, but you are. Subway to Shea. Follow it at Subway to Shea. You can listen to the show on Anchor. That's anchor.fm. For myself, Anthony Rivera, you've been listening to the Subway to Shea podcast. Take care, everyone.